What's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Uh, what we're going to do for Sunday's Quick Picks is replay the NFL picks from uh, Friday. So uh, instead of just referencing the NFL picks or anything like that, uh, I, I know that if we didn't post a show today, there would be several people contacting us on Twitter. Where's the Sunday picks? So uh, the Sunday picks, we're going to replay the NFL picks from earlier this week. A uh, little note here, one of the games is for Monday, so you guys are getting a little bonus play for tomorrow. But we've got four NFL picks for today. Let's go. Good luck, everyone, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. What's going on? Welcome into The Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, NFL picks for this weekend. Let's do it. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, special thanks to Sportsbet MVP, one of the best new online sports books out there. And guys, if you're looking for a place to bet on the NFL, not a better sports book than Sportsbet MVP. They're going to have every line we're talking about today. They're also going to have dozens of derivatives, player props, game props, but prop builders, anything you want to bet, any way you want to approach these games, you can certainly do so online at sportsbetmvp.ag. Give them a follow on Twitter as well at sports bet underscore MVP, one of the best new online sports books available. All right, so on today's show, we're going to give picks for the NFL this weekend. I have five games in total, and uh, we're not going to go through every single game, but I will give you my handicap for these five games, let you know why I'm going a certain direction. And these lines are current as of, let's see, let's be accurate here, folks. Uh, 9 a.m. Pacific on Friday. So I'm doing this show on Friday morning. Hopefully you guys can all get numbers and hopefully these numbers don't move too much in the next few days. Now look, as we've talked about, if you're betting the NFL, I recommend getting lines Monday or Tuesday because otherwise we're getting leftovers from a lot of professionals. But on the other hand, that doesn't mean that we can't still give games we like, give picks we like. And the great thing about this is we give numbers that all you guys can get. There, There's nothing worse than listening to a, a sports betting show and hearing them talk about all these numbers they got that just aren't available anymore. It's like, what's the point? So I want to give picks that everyone listening can theoretically go make on uh, you know several different outlets. So that's what we're going to do on today's show. Let's get right into it. And this is going in no order, right? Not in terms of like this is not my favorite game first and I'm not and I'm not saving my favorite game for the end. These are just my five games in no particular order that I like for this weekend. Game number 1, Detroit minus 3 at home against Chicago. We're going to take the Lions minus 3. I think that Chicago Look, this has not been a good offseason for the Bears. They haven't gotten the players they needed, both offense and defense. I, I do actually have major question marks about this coaching staff. And Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, that's the quarterback battle. I'm not, I'm not Honestly, I'd probably take Nick Foles, right, if it's just on paper. But I'm not a huge Mitch Trubisky fan at all. But that's not going to happen. Mitch Trubisky will get the start. Nick Foles will back him up. I think this is going to be one of the most boring, worst offenses in the, in the entire league. And in the division with... The Vikings and the, the Packers, that's not a good sign. And I think that Chicago struggles early on in the season. And actually, I mentioned the Packers and the, the uh, Vikings. Guys, Detroit is going to be right there atop the division or competing for the top of the division, I believe, throughout most of the season. Look, Matt Stafford had his best season of his entire career last year. 
Of course, he got hurt mid-year, had to leave, but Matt Stafford coming back is a huge boost for Detroit. Also, we talked about coaching staff. I believe Detroit's coaching staff finally cohesive. They had a couple years to work together. I do not believe this is some boomer bust year for Matt Patricia. If anything, I think this coaching staff is going to really have a positive year because of their time together and their experience in the league. They've added DeAndre Swift at running back, which will certainly help the offense immediately, and they improved at linebacker on defense. So I think Detroit will be one of the more improved teams this year. I'm fading Chicago early on. I think three points, very fair at home. Detroit, minus three against Chicago. Game number two, we're going to take Buffalo minus six and a half at home against the New York Jets. Now, let's start off with the New York Jets. Completely depleted on defense. They didn't make any moves. As a matter of fact, they got rid of their best safety. They lost a couple good linebackers. They, they, they lost and lost and lost and lost on defense without replacing anyone they needed to. In the first game, we talked about the coaching staffs. There, there isn't a bigger... Uh, game this weekend where I think the coaching staff plays a part in my handicap than this game. Now, I'm not saying Adam Gase is a bum. I'm just saying Adam Gase has not done anything with the talent he's been given, and they lost talent this year. You think that all of a sudden Adam Gase is going to be able to get the troops together and, and, and have this look like an improved offense, improved team? I don't think so. And, and it's come out. I've heard from really good sources that if the New York Jets do have a bad year, they're going to fire Gase. They're not looking to blame Sam Darnold. They love Sam Darnold. They think that this kid is the answer. If anything, Adam Gase will be the scapegoat this year. But depleted on defense, questions about the coaching staff. I do think Sam Darnold is a bit of a positive, but not nearly enough to overcome the six and a half. Now, let's go over to Buffalo because that's a main part of my handicap here. Buffalo will be one of the better teams in the NFL this year. I really believe so. And it does all come down to Josh Allen, but I think that we all still, or a lot of us still, are stuck in this whole Josh Allen narrative that we've had for a few years. If you look back last season, Josh Allen in the red zone and in critical situations like third downs and others, Josh Allen was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, at least one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay? So, the Josh Allen hate to think the Buffalo's, you know, they're great except for Josh Allen, I just think is false. I think Buffalo is ready to win now. As I said, I think they've got one of the best rosters in the NFL. As long as Allen can perform like an average quarterback, this should be one of the better teams. And I think that Buffalo also will see their opportunity with the Patriots seemingly maybe falling behind a little bit. Now, Cam Newton will have something to say about that, but... I just think that Buffalo looks at Tom Brady leaving as their chance to finally compete for the division. And I think we see this in week one. So Buffalo, six and a half. I know it's a lot of points, but they are at home. Uh, and I think it's still value. So Buffalo minus six and a half at home against the New York Jets. All right, let's move on here. Game number three. We're going to go LA Rams plus three at home against the Dallas Cowboys. And I am fading narratives here okay Dak has been in the news a lot lately not just for football there's been a lot of he's been going back and forth with the hosts of Undisputed on FS1 he's been there's been a lot of like just distractions if you ask me there's a lot of news about Dak lately none of it football related okay so I don't think that's a very good thing. I think Dak may be a little distracted. Plus, Dak didn't get his contract this offseason. That was one of the biggest stories last year going into the offseason. How much is Dallas going to pay Dak? Are they going to pay Dak? Is he disgruntled? And they didn't do a damn thing. He's playing for a contract this year, which has not proven to be good the last like five times a Dallas quarterback has played for a contract. 
I see lots of positivity for Dallas, right? At least in the news. And I like fading that narrative. If everyone's seen and read positive, 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 it's all good in Dallas. Mike McCarthy coming over. They finally have a good head coach. They're preaching Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I don't think that's good. And on the other side, the narrative has not been good for the LA Rams. I mean, they had a very ugly, I think, exit to the playoffs last year which I think still has, you know, leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Uh, They did lose a couple pieces on defense, but overall, the hate that we're seeing for the Rams, or maybe the, not hate necessarily, but it should be more positive, what we're seeing right now for LA. And ask yourself this, LA Rams, three-point underdog at home against Dallas, and they are, I I, want to confirm this, just because this, again, I'm doing this live, this doesn't seem right. Let me check, yeah, the Rams are at home, it's like, what? This line doesn't make sense to me, right? This line is saying, and we have to remember that the NFL and the books right now, not the NFL, but the the market, is not factoring in an entire three points for home field. Okay, it's it's, it's anywhere, let's say one and a half to two, depending on the team. So let's say that the market is still projecting two points for home field advantage for the Rams, which would be pushing it for LA, but let's just assume, okay, being conservative. That means that the line on a neutral field would be Dallas minus five. If this game were played in Dallas with everything going on with COVID, it would be close to minus seven, minus eight for the Cowboys. And that line does not seem right to me. As a matter of fact, I think the LA Rams are about as good as the Dallas Cowboys. This line implies Dallas is four and a half to six points better than the LA Rams. I think that is crazy. What I think that it's going to happen... I think we look back at this game, this line in a few weeks, and this is one of the few games where we go, oh my gosh, can you believe how off the market was with the LA Rams? Complete disrespect for LA, plus three at home. We'll take the LA Rams. Game number four, Tennessee, minus two and a half at the Denver Broncos. I am fading Denver this year, and really, this doesn't have a lot to do with Von Miller. Now, that doesn't help the Denver Broncos. They lose their best overall player and certainly their best defensive player, but this is more about... Denver has been... It has been pretty positive lately, and I'll admit, a lot of you understand, I live in Denver. I'm I'm right in the middle of this stuff, right? My friends, my family, people are all excited about the Broncos because this is Drew Locke's year to take off. I think Drew Locke has one of the most disappointing years of any NFL player in the league this year. He has sky-high expectations, all right? And I think that we've seen this time and time again, not just in Denver, but the NFL in general, where you get a quarterback like this who I think is not very good. I think he's way, way overrated. People think that this guy is like can be a franchise quarterback. I right now, and I don't have specific ratings for the NFL, but if I had to make quarterback ratings, I would probably have Drew Locke dead fucking last. And if not dead last, he probably wouldn't be any better than 28, okay? I am I am very, very bearish. Uh, and, and for those who don't know, bearish, bullish, it's, it's stock terms. My point is, I am not very excited about the Broncos this year. And as I just mentioned, they lost Von Miller in practice on the last... Practice on the less player practice, nevertheless. So you miss the you're you're losing the heart and soul of your team. I think this defense was going to be very questionable to begin with, right? I mean, they they, they need every position. When I talk to my friends who again are in Denver and their objective, it's like 
Yeah, the, the, the Broncos really don't have anything locked down right now, except for maybe outside linebacker, which they just lost their best one. They need offensive linemen. They still holes in the secondary, holes at linebacker. You really think Cortland Sutton is their answer at receiving a receiver? Oh, but Tyler, they've got the rookie, Jerry Judy. And it's like, give me a break. This is going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and I'm fading them early. Uh, also, on Tennessee's side, Tennessee just resigned. Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Tennessee has struggled in Denver before, but it's not all about the altitude and everything. We mentioned a few days ago how home field, not all about the crowd. Well, in Denver, Colorado, a lot of that home field is about the crowd. I understand altitude has a certain element to do with it, but I went back and looked. In the last five games Tennessee played in Denver, they were dealing with snow, wind, rain on top of the crowd, right? This weekend in Denver, it's going to be 88 and sunny. I expect no hiccups from Tennessee, no crowd, no home field advantage there for Denver. So we'll take Tennessee minus two and a half on the road. And my final pick for this weekend, and I know a lot of you guys are going to disagree with me this game. I feel like I'm fading the world with my last pick. We're going Washington football team plus six at home against Philadelphia. Philadelphia here will be hyper-conservative. I don't think we see much from the Eagles at all week one. The Eagles, they're going to approach this thing looking to not get Carson Wentz injured. They're already depleted on offense. They're missing a couple offensive linemen, and they have cluster injuries at wide receivers. So think about that. Philadelphia, good offense, right? We think of a dynamic offense when we think of Philly. They're not going to have a couple of O-linemen. They're not going to have the majority of their receiving core. This coaching staff is going to be very, very conservative, very sensitive about what, sp- what spots they're putting Carson Wentz in. I see heavy, heavy rushing attack from Philadelphia. On the other side, we talk about fading a narrative. How much Washington hate has there been this offseason? I don't I can't remember one offseason in the NFL where there has been a collective shitting on one franchise. And that franchise would be the Washington football team. Now, their name has a lot to do with it, right? <laughs> the fact that they are the Washington football team. They have been a punching bag all offseason, but I think that parlays into not let's actually not use that word because we're not giving any parlays out today but i think that 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 sort of transfers into no one betting washington i looked at the public money and the public numbers for people betting washington this week nobody no one's doing it there is so much washington hate and there's a lot of philadelphia love right it's just two different ends of the spectrum here but i do believe that on offense washington will actually be improved from last year a team that finished 16th overall in efficiency the last month of the season Dwayne haskins has improved he looked very good to end last year and Okay, let's be careful. Maybe not very good, but he's certainly not the rookie or the the scared shitless Dwayne Haskins a lot of people expected to see. You add on top what we what we expecting to see from Philadelphia. I think that this we have two things working on this handicap. We have the the fact that Philadelphia is going to be hyper conservative, right, on offense. The fact that Philadelphia is still on defense does have question marks, but we'll skip that for now. So Philadelphia hyper conservative on offense, and and Washington. The narrative and the hate publicly just provides one or two points value anyway. No one's betting on this team. No one likes this team, okay? So you put all that into into the ingredients here, and Washington, plus six at home, I like this bet. I see a low-scoring game. I'm not saying Washington wins this thing, but plus six to me seems like a very valuable pick. So once again, we are going Detroit, minus three. Buffalo, minus six and a half. L.A. Rams, plus three. Tennessee Titans, minus two and a half. 
and the Washington football team. <laughs> it's just funny to say. The Washington football team, plus six. All right, that does it for our NFL picks. Good luck, everyone, in week one. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. Sharp Angle.